Welcome to Picks with the Professor, the show where a real statistics professor gives you sports betting tips. I'm your host, Professor Sides, and for the latest updates, information, and picks, you can follow me on Twitter at Professor Sides. Today, it's Wednesday, June 22nd, 2022, and this episode covers all of today's Major League Baseball games. In case you're new here, I built a mathematical model for win probability, hitter, and pitcher projections, and I analyze weather data in order to make one side pick and one total pick on every game played Monday through Sunday, though there are no Sunday shows. That doesn't mean that I recommend you do the same as my goal in this episode is to share key information about this games, give you a few things to think on, and explain why the model or I like a certain play in order for you to come up with picks that you are comfortable with. I never recommend blindly tailing or fading any pick, or rather to hear the justifications and thought processes to make sure you're fully on board with me or against me before investing your hard-earned money. As you go through my plays, remember that there are no locks in gambling, so we'll give you our loves, likes, and links to indicate my confidence level with respect to scaling wagers. And as always, please remember, good and bad variants will occur, so as much as I'd like to say it'll be profitable each and every day, that is an impossible reality for any gambler. Uh, yesterday had a little bit of the good variants and a little bit of the bad. Had a couple that I felt lucky to win and a couple that just couldn't quite get there that it was right there on the table. Uh, that Marlins win was a wild one. That Angels game was bonkers extra innings in Cleveland and Chicago. I mean, uh, the Padres game was tight. I mean, there were just, you know, had some lucky wins that I felt fortunate on and, and some that were, you know, were right there that were unlucky. Had a couple unlucky bounces where, you know, we took either the first five or the full game and uh, on a total and had it gone the other way with a one. So it was just kind of a, a mixed bag day, uh, completely up a couple units, which was fun. Uh, you know, playing for free or slightly up is definitely a win um but yeah it was an interesting one yesterday a lot of crazy games um hopefully today is just as exciting so a lot of exciting games yesterday and before we get to today's slate, some reminders please hit that like button if you're on youtube also if you aren't yet please consider subscribing or following it's free the only way is to get your notifications on to ensure you don't miss any college basketball, MLB, or college football content that this channel provides. Share with a friend if you know others in the game. Hit me up on Twitter or drop a comment if you're on YouTube. I love those and try to respond to as many as I can. Just a quick reminder before we get to the games today, uh, at some point we may have a, we will have a glitch in the schedule. It'll either be later this week or early next week. Mrs. Professor is has passed her due date. So we're, uh, I mean, not on anxious watch. It's not like we expect anything in the next, you know, 20 minutes, but uh we are keeping an eye out in the next uh, several days, so we'll we'll see how that goes. Again, I'll tweet out, you know, when again y'all y'all might get information sooner than most of most of uh, my friends. I'll tweet out that information just so y'all know not to expect the show. But I will continue to post on Twitter the picks. If I have any energy, I'll give explanations. If not, I'll just post what I pick. Um, like I said, hopefully at this point, a lot of y'all have heard me talk enough. Y'all kind of y'all kind of know where my brain's at, so you're kind of uh, you've learned a little bit. You know why I'm thinking what I'm thinking, and you know what you. What kind of things I say, that, you know, and, and go with it that you trust or that you don't trust uh, by now. Got some day games this afternoon. Uh, two teams to first pitch. Blue Jays with the White Sox. White Sox have been good to us. I really like this Blue Jays team. I, I don't want people to see me at the, against the Blue Jays and think that I don't like them. I really do. I think they're a very good team. They're a lot of fun, in my opinion. I think it's just the price has been the problem. Um, and I kind of think it's the same thing today. It'll be a warm day in Chicago. It'll be mid-80s. The wind's been blowing out to right center to start the game around 10 miles an hour. By the end of the game, it's going to shift to more of a out-slash-across wind. So it, it, it's a situation where you're definitely going to get a little bit of wind help, especially if you're a left-handed hitter uh, early on in the game. By the end of the game, it might be it maybe a little bit of a boost, but a lot smaller of one. Warmer weather is going to make the ball fly. Ross Stripling and Lucas Giolito 
Stripling's having a really good year in his uh, 46 innings. His ERA and his advanced metrics line up perfectly in the low threes. Great season. I've talked about Stripling before. He's so inconsistent from season to season. It seems like there's years where he's a guy that you definitely want to back, and there's years where he just can't seem to figure it out. He projects, the projection's getting better on him as he continues to pitch well. Uh, projects more to be right around four. A good pitcher, maybe not quite as good as he's been. Again, the data, the, the model's looking at the historical data from the last couple of years um, w- when assessing him. Doesn't think he's quite this good, but I mean, so far he's pitched really well. So, I mean, if you, if you say you think he can keep this up and he's a guy who just kind of season to season, you got to, you know, you got to take it season by season with him, then you probably like him a little bit more than the model does. And I think that's a fairly respectable take. I wouldn't, can't disagree with that at all. And Gilito is a similar guy with a lot of question marks. Uh, not a good year so far. ERA in the upper fours. And the advanced metrics say it shouldn't be that bad, but the advanced metrics are only about a half run better than that down in the low fours. He projects right around where Stripling does, but you have two guys who are, I don't want to say going in the opposite direction and, you know, how well a pitcher is consistently is definitely an open question and probably a lot weaker than our brains want us to think. Our brains are trained to find patterns. Um, that's how we survived for thousands of years in, in, the, in the jungle by finding patterns that told us what not, you know, what poisonous berries not to eat and what tiger, what, what kitties to go pet and what tigers not to go pet, right? So our brains want to see patterns that often aren't there. Um, so I don't want to say they're going in the wrong direction, but I will say that Gilito shifting his pitch usage up, um, going more slider, less changeup has not done him well, um, hasn't gone well. And, and the underlying metrics aren't really that positive, aren't saying like it's just been bad luck. I mean, he hasn't pitched that well. Stripling's having a good year. So the model projects them pretty equal, but there's a case to be made that Stripling's a, a better pitcher at this point. Um, doesn't mean that, you know, post all-star break, that'll be the, the case. But right now you might say Stripling's a better pitcher than Gilito is. Model says White Sox should be a minus 110 favorite. It gives them a 52.5% chance of winning. What that basically says is uh, the White Sox offense is a little bit behind the Blue Jays offense. The relievers and the starters are about the same. Maybe that's a tad high on the White Sox, but you're kind of talking rounding error. I mean, at, at most, I can see this should be a pick The fact that we're getting plus odds in the White Sox is tremendous value, in my opinion. Plus 104 is the number I locked in, A-grade pick for me. It's an A-grade pick at plus odds. At even money or in the low hundreds, it drops to a B pick all the way until you get to the minus 110 that the model says. At that point, I'd probably just pass. Um, I just think it's great value. It's a coin tossy type game. White Sox have a slight edge being at home. I'm a little bit nervous about what I talked about with Giolito and Stripling is my only concern on this one, but I still think anything at plus odds is too much value to pass up. White Sox have been good to us. Hopefully, they, that can continue. So, an A-grade pick for me on the White Sox, plus 104. With regards to the total, total is 9.5 for the full game, 5 for the first 5. I'm going over first 5. I like the plus odds. Only a lean, though. I think this is priced fairly well. I, I want to tilt this total up a little bit because the warm weather. What I tilt it up a little bit because kind of no matter which way you slice these pitchers, the offenses are still better than the pitchers here. Uh, then the starting pitchers and the bullpens are decent, but again, these are two good offenses. I just can't go over nine and a half in this situation. It's not right for it. Like I talked about nine being such a key number. Um, I can't go over nine and a half, but in a warm day like this, knowing it could be a tight game with extras, I can't really go under nine and a half either. So the full game is just, I think nine and a half is a perfect number for this. Um, so like I said, I'll, I'll go first five and I'll, and I'll take the over five. I like the plus odds. I think there's a decent chance we get to five um, with the, 
ball carrying out towards center field today in the warmer temperatures. All it takes is an extra, you know, home run or two. And this could take us from, you know, three to five or three to six and get us the win. So I'd lean on over there. Um, but again, I think this was pretty priced pretty well with the total. Also, 210 Eastern, Mets at the Astros. Got us double winners with the Astros in the over yesterday. Carlos Carrasco versus Luis Garcia today. And I think it's just a little bit of a different story. Last night, um, at, I, I felt like Williams might be the slightly better pitcher than Arquiti, but it was really just about the fact that um, it, it seemed like it was going to be more of a higher scoring game and that benefited the Astros. Today, I think you have... A, a situation where as much as y'all know, I like Luis Garcia. I think Carlos Grasco is really good. His ERA is up in the high threes, but the advanced metrics say it should be in the low threes. I think this is the type of pitcher who can hold the Astros bats down as good as the Astros offense has looked. Uh, Garcia, y'all know I like him, but even though he's got that mid three ERA, the advanced metrics say he should be right around four. And that's where I project him. So I think he's still kind of overperformed. I think he's more good than great or, solid van very good whatever adjectives you want to use there i think carrasco's i think that the edge that the mets had yesterday pitching kind of didn't matter because it was going to be more offensive driven and i expected some runs today though i think it's more pitcher driven i love this under here only a b grade because i don't like the fact that we've got minus 115 i was really hoping for better odds here I was really hoping to get under nine, especially after yesterday. I think this total should be eight. It's a B grade for me. It's a B plus grade. I just couldn't quite get to an A play on this one. There is a little fear in the back of my mind the way this Astros offense can get going. They could put up runs in a hurry. I just don't see that happening. I think Carrasco can hold them down. So it's a B grade under. Um, under haven't been done as well with the Astros lately. So like I said, I just I, I wanted to get to an A grade. I just couldn't quite do it. So B pick for me on the under. I still like it. Um, I just wish I was getting better odds or I was getting nine. At nine at minus 115, love that. Have that push protection there. Um, we barely got over last night, and the pitchers are much better tonight. So I think this sets up for an under. With regards to the side, I think it's priced really well. The model says Mets plus 124. That number's available, so I'll take it. I don't really think there's a lot of value on it, though, so it's only a C pick. I'll take a flyer with the Mets at the plus odds, and when they have the better pitcher. Um, it, 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 Again, I think the Astros win this. Oh, sorry, excuse me. The, Met, the model says Mets should be uh, the Astros should be minus one thirty one. Um, so I can't I can't lay it with the Astros at, at minus one thirty five, which is the price I'm seeing. So I'll take the Mets plus one twenty four. It's just it's priced really well. Is the bottom line on this one? Um, if this number drops and you can get a price like minus one thirty for the Astros, that probably makes some sense. Um, I just I like the fact that Carrasco like I said, I think has a chance to kind of control this game. And so like I said, I'll take a flyer on the Mets. But again, I think this game is priced really well right now. Who knows what the line movement will happen. Um, a lot of times there's a lot of quick and sharp line movements on these day games. So just keep an eye out on that. Um, all about the price on this one, as at least for now, it's in the right ballpark, in my opinion. 405 Eastern first pitch Phillies at the Rangers. Zach Wheeler versus John Gray got the easy under yesterday. Phillies couldn't pull it out. I love the under again today. It's number seven and a half. It's an A-grade pick for me. These two pitchers, Zach Wheeler, y'all know I love this guy. An ERA of 269, advanced metrics right in line with that. Um, one of the top five pitchers in baseball, in my opinion. 
Um, and again, like we talked about, those numbers are with how much he struggled those first couple starts getting going. Um, the fact that he was uh, delayed from spring training. This guy is really good. The Rangers bats, I don't think are that good. I'm not sure the Rangers can score off a of Wheeler at this point. Um, that's partially why uh, I like the Phillies here at minus 131. I think Wheeler gets seven innings. He might get eight. And like I said, I'm not sure the Rangers score. They probably do. The odds are that they do. But I just, I really like Wheeler and he seems to dominate these type of teams where he can just kind of really focus in on a couple of their good hitters and then start rolling through the rest of the lineup. Um, John Gray is no slouch for the Rangers, so that's why it's only a B pick on the Phillies, but an A pick on the under. Uh, his ERA is 430, but his advanced metrics say it should be more like three and a half. I think Gray's still a good pitcher. And that Phillies offense uh, just kind of comes and goes. Uh, is kind of just looking like a, around a league average offense at this point. Uh, early in the season, I thought they were going to be better. But at this point, I just don't think they're anything special. I think the Phillies win a low-scoring game. Model says minus 133, so a tiny bit of value here on this minus 130 for the Phillies. It's a B-grade pick. I like them to win a low-scoring one. Love this under 7.5, though. Feels like a 3-1 to one type Phillies win. I know the Phillies' bullpen has had a lot talked about them. Uh, but I still think the Phillies' bullpen's better than the Rangers' bullpen. I think the Phillies' bullpen gets a lot of talk because... We, we tend to the Phillies are a team we tend to talk about for one reason or the other. We talk about the Mets, we talk about the Phillies, right? The media kind of talks about some of these more East Coast teams. Call it East Coast bias, call it, call it those of us not on the West Coast are all asleep when those games happen, so we don't see how bad those bullpens are. Uh, call it, you know, big city or popular team bias, whatever it may be. You know, we, we talk about these teams. And the Phillies bullpen, I think, you know, they spent some money on some of those guys, so I think it's more of a disappointment than what it was supposed to be. But in general, I still think it's a better bullpen than the Rangers. So for me, there's no need to isolate the first five here um, on the total or the full game. I think seven and a half is just way too high. I think this total should be seven. And honestly, you could talk me into maybe even a six and a half for this one. Like I said, I think Gray is good. I think Wheeler is fantastic with two average offenses. And at Park, again, I mentioned this yesterday, in a park that as scoring starts to heat up around the country, they close that roof AC on, and that park plays more of a pitcher's park than you would imagine. So like I said, I love this under. I think the Phillies pull it out. Massive advantage to them with the starting pitcher still on edge of the bullpen, and the offenses are a coin toss. This number should be higher than minus 131, in my opinion. 14 Easter first pitch, Diamondbacks at the Padres. My model loves the Padres. I mean, that's just what is what it is. Like, it's it, And it hasn't been unprofitable. I mean, the Padres on the season, I think we're like down a unit backing them or something. So it's not like, um, you know, the model loves the Padres and we're killing it or we're, uh, you know, losing our shirt. It, it's just kind of like, Sometimes it works, sometimes it doesn't, but the model loves the Padres. Uh, it'll be a chance of rain potentially at San Diego. Those are some weird words. I don't think it'll affect things too much. Uh, it should be gone by the time we have first pitch. Just the fact there's a, not a zero in the percent chance of rain um, in San Diego is always interesting. One's going to be blowing across to right field around 10 miles an hour, so probably pretty neutral, but a little bit of a breeze. And a nice day, it'll be in the upper 70s. So, I mean, if you're out in the San Diego area, a nice day to catch a ball game. Madison Bumgarner versus Mike Clevenger. Bob Garner, again, from the beginning of the season and now, again, really flipped on him. I thought he was undervalued early. I think he's probably overvalued now. Um, again, people were thinking about how bad he'd been the previous years. He wasn't going to be that bad. Uh, and he's pitched well so far, but he's not this good. He's getting lucky. Uh, the advanced metrics think his ERA should be up around five. Even if he's one of the crafty veterans who can outpitch out his metrics, A, there's very little evidence of that ever happening. 
and B, when it does, it tends to be like guys who do it one year and they don't the next. So there's just it's there's not a lot of evidence for that. But even if it is, he he, he shouldn't be outperforming by this much. So I mean, I think I think he's I don't want to say due for negative regression. We talk about due for negative regression. What I mean is not he's about to be bad. What I mean is long-term, he's going to pitch more like we expect, which means over time, those numbers are going to jump. Is that going to be today? I don't know. Is it going to be next time? I don't know. It's just in over the rest of the season, I expect that ERA to climb from 345 up towards four into the fours by the end of the season. He may get a giant boost today or not. We talked about this with Fado last week, right? One of those guys who was like, it's, he's not going to keep this up. And it was just one start jumped him up there. It might be like that for Bumgarner. He may get crushed. And all of a sudden, next time his ERA is up four, it may take 10 starts. It may take 15. I don't know. I just don't think he's going to keep pitching this well. The underlying metrics will not support it. Solid pitcher, but at this point, still below average. So, you know, a guy that you don't mind having in your rotation, but uh, not a guy that y- you want to really trust to keep scoring down. Clevenger, on the other hand, only five games this year, but pretty good results of 379 ERA. Advanced metrics better than that. Projects to be a pretty good pitcher. I like Clevenger a lot. Model says Padres minus 201. That is giving Bachado a 50-50 chance to play. That's how I've coded it in. Um, I think that's probably a little high. It kind of doesn't really matter because even if you take Machado out, there's still a ton of value in the Padres. At minus 161. Even if I drop that to 0% on Machado, I still have the Padres in about minus 190. It's still 30 cents of value. Minus 161 is a gift here. The Padres at home with a better starting pitcher, even without Machado, a better offense and a better bullpen. I'm, I I wouldn't love laying a price at minus 200. I think minus the upper minus ones and two. So it's, I wouldn't lay minus 220. It's not that sort of a discrepancy. But it's definitely a big enough discrepancy at 161 that I love this Padres play here. I think they get it done for us. I, I, like I said, I think this should be in the upper 100s or close to 200. Um, if for some reason Machado comes back, I don't think – it doesn't seem like it will seems, seems less than 50-50. Uh, but if he does, that's even better. I can't just he gets the day off, especially with the day game um, here today. Padres offense is still much better even without him. With regards to the total, it's eight. I'll take a lean on the over. It's even money. It's a warmer day in San Diego. Ball's going to carry a little bit better. Um, we have the uh, marine layer. That's something that only takes effect at night. It burns off in the morning, so there will be no marine layer um, affecting this game. I'll take a fly on the over eight. I think the Padres can score some runs off of Bumgarner and a bad Diamondbacks bullpen. I think the Padres win this one something like you know six to three. I think eight and a half should be the number on this one. At eight and a half, I really, I really don't want to go over eight and a half. Um, you know, so I think, I think that's the better number. So I'll go over eight. I like the even money. Um, it's just with Clevenger against the Diamondbacks offense, I don't trust a score. If the Diamondbacks scored one run today, I wouldn't be surprised. And that I don't want to be over invested in the over eight because now I'm counting on the Padres to score seven or eight themselves, and that's not impossible. It's just I don't want to have to count on the Padres to score seven to win this bet. So I think over eight's the smarter play. I think, again, this park plays much more neutral on day games than it does at night games, but it's tough to go over with this Diamondbacks offense, especially against a good pitcher like Clevenger. So the night game, 6-4 Eastern first pitch, Dodgers at the Reds. Reds hung in there last night, got a few runs early, and then the wheels just came off. Tonight, I kind of think a similar story. It's pretty similar with regards to the weather. 
It'll start off close to 90 degrees. It'll close around 80. Winds blowing out to center field around five miles an hour consistently throughout the night. Tyler Anderson versus Luis Castillo. It's a pretty similar story on the pitcher front here. Anderson's not as good as his numbers are, just like I talked about with Gonsolin yesterday. Uh, but just like I said with Gonsolin, I still liked him. I just thought, you know, he's not going to keep that low two ERA or below two ERA. Anderson, same thing. His advanced metrics this year are in the mid threes. So it's it's not complete smoke and mirrors here. Uh, he's a guy who, you know, going to LA, they've kind of figured out how to maximize what he's doing. Always had the pedigree to be good, just wasn't able to quite consistently put it together. Solid pitcher here. Um, projects right now in my model to be better than average, getting a little bit of a ding because he's not a guy who's gone deep into games consistently as he's getting stretched out throughout the season. That's probably changing. So his projections continuing to rise. Um, but I think he's a solid pitcher. Uh, Castillo, a good pitcher, low three ERAs, advanced metrics right behind it. Projects to be a good pitcher. Not much to say about him. I mean, he kind of is what he is at this point. He's good. Uh, maybe not great, but very good. Um, model says Dodgers minus 167. The money line price is Dodgers minus 151. And y'all, run lines have just killed me. I don't, I don't like run lines. I've talked about this a lot. I feel like this is my last stand with run lines. They've just been so bad. Um, I feel like the run line's the way to go on this one, though. There's an edge on the Dodgers, in my opinion. So let me first just say that there's an edge on the Dodgers. Again, the model says minus 167. The money line's minus 151. If you're playing it in the low 150s, that's an A-grade pick. Upper 150s into the lower 160s is more of a B-grade pick. You know, 155, I still would give that an A-grade pick on the Dodgers if that's the number you're eyeing. Run line at plus 107. Anything in the plus odds, I just I think is really good. It's a warm night. I expect lots of runs, just like I did last night. And when you have more runs, it's more likely you win by more than one. Um, I took a chance on the Reds yesterday just thinking both teams would score runs, and that just didn't happen. The Reds just got shut down. I'm just kind of reminded about the fact that the Reds' offense just isn't that good. I do think they can score a couple off of Anderson, but this seems like a 6-3 to three type game. Um, I, I just, I think the odds are right yesterday again. And yesterday I took the run line with the reds it was like plus like one ten or something like that. And it went to, I thought it was more 50, 50 and the same thing here. I think it's more 50, 50. So I'm just, I'm, I, I think it's a very similar setup as yesterday, but I'm, but, it, but I'm both of them, if I think the probability of Dodgers win by more than one is about 50, 50 plus odds offers value. So I thought the reds side offered value yesterday. Today, I think the Dodgers had offered more value because I think it's a similar type game. I don't think there's a huge difference between Castillo and Mali. I think they're both pretty good. Um, I don't think there's a huge difference between Anderson and Gonsolin. I think they're both solid. Maybe not as good as their numbers, but I think they're both solid. So I think the Dodgers on the run line, but the run lines have been so bad. This is like a this is the spot for the run line. Road team, warm night, huge hitter friendly park. Dodgers offense got it rolling yesterday. They should be able to keep it rolling today, especially whenever they can get Castillo out of this game. They're going to have a field day off this bullpen. Uh, just like they did yesterday, they got however many runs off the Reds, four or five. Probably more than that runs off the bullpen. I can't remember exactly. Should do the same thing tonight. So I think the Dodgers on the run line. Uh, 
I just hope I don't regret not going money line. So take that analysis for what it's worth and kind of figure out how you want to play that. But I, do, I think the Dodgers decide tonight. I just don't think that the starting pitcher discrepancy that's in the favor of the Reds is large enough to overcome the discrepancies everywhere else on the field tonight. And the total, I'll make the same plays I did yesterday over five in the first five. Only a C pick, though. I think it's the right way to go. But like I said, I kind of like these pitchers. And so yesterday, I think we got the six runs in the first five. I think it's very possible we can do the same tonight. But given that I kind of like both pitchers, it's just hard to go too heavy on the over. So a lean for me on the first five over. Full game is nine and a half. Again, if I had to go, I'd go over. I just don't love going over these nine and a halves, personally. 640 Eastern first pitch. Rockies at the Marlins. Got the Marlins yesterday in a wild one. Tonight it'll be Chad Kuehl versus Pablo Lopez. Two pitchers I like here. The model still very negative on Kuehl. Uh, a 370 ERA on the season. Advanced metrics think that should be in the low four. Still projects poorly because of his time. Uh, you know, last year in Pittsburgh not being very good. But I think he's pretty solid. Uh, I think he's a little undervalued. The, the model, like I said, doesn't like him. But I don't. I think he's closer to league average than the model thinks. Pablo Lopez, I'm not sure what there's to say about this guy. I love him. I think he's the real deal. Um, uh, advanced metrics are just behind his ERA. But, I mean, there's, there's really not much to say other than I think he's a great pitcher. I think we all know that about him by this point. Model says Marlins should be a minus 171 favorite. I'll take a fly on the Rockies at plus 175. Um, this is digging the Rockies that extra little bit for how they struggle on the road. And it still says there's a little bit of value on them, so I'll take them with the C pick. I just can't go higher than this. We're going to win almost two units if this wins. And I, and, and I think... I think there's extra value because the model doesn't like Kuehl, and I don't quite understand why. I think, again, I think he's decent. He's not great, but he's decent. But I just can't go too heavy against Pablo. That guy is fantastic, so I just don't want to be uh, invested with that second unit going against him. And I'll take a flyer on the over here with a C pick, even money, over 7.5. There's just more runs in this stadium. And I, I said yesterday, I said, hey, let's go under. Like I feel like you know it's kind of a fluke, and – I mean, that was dead wrong. I mean, there were, you know, 89 runs last night, it seems like. <laughs> and so I don't know what's going on at the park, but there are more runs than I ever remember seeing there. Um, it's not what I love because I think, I, like I said, I like both pitchers, but I think there's a decent chance this game gets to eight. I like the even money. Um, odds matter a lot in totals because you very rarely have them hit by half a run or a run. The only times you, I, the times where I really see that more so are the like six and a half to seven. You hit those by a run a lot because it's fewer runs. And so there's, you know, it's, it's more unlikely to have 13 runs, right? But other than that one, I feel like on totals, you tend to miss by more than a run. So it's it's all about the odds. I like the even money here um, on over seven and a half, but it's just not one I want to be too invested in. So double C picks for me on this one. I'll take a flyer and hope the Rockies can get some runs off of Pablo, but I won't want to be too invested in it because like I said, I love, I love Pablo a lot. Seven to five Eastern first pitch Cubs at the Pirates. It'll be a warm night to start in Pittsburgh if the rain holds off. I feel like we haven't had a, a good weather discussion in a while here. The weather's been pretty ho-hum, but it'll be in the mid-80s with some rain in the area that might cause this game to delay. And that really matters to the handicap, in my opinion, on this one. Now, the game should play uninterrupted once it gets going. But the question is, is it going to get going at 7.05 Eastern, or is that going to be more like 8.05 Eastern? Because that really matters as the fronts kind of move through that area. It should cool down, and the wind's going to die down. So 
if this game happens without delay, and we, and we may not know until 20 minutes for a first pitch on this one. This is not one that we're going to know early in the day on. It's, it's very likely we don't know early in the day. We might know a few hours at a time. We may not. We may have to. It's, I just don't know what's going to happen with this one. It's not like it's a clear, you know, A or B option. There's a lot of things that could happen on this one. If we don't know until late, keep an eye on this one. If the game gets going at 7.05, with it being warmer to start and the wind's blowing out at about 10 miles an hour to right field, I think that adds another about expected run to what I think will happen in this game. So if it's delayed, I kind of think I expect a little, I mean, my expectation would be kind of like a 9.2 runs is my expectation. If If it's a delayed start, if it's not a delayed start, I think it's more like 10. Okay, so if it's not delayed, I love this over nine. It might be delayed a little bit, so I'm holding that. I'm giving it a B grade on the overnight at minus 115 because I think there's a decent chance this is delayed, but I just don't know. And I just don't want to overinvest right now until we learn more later. So keep an eye on the weather there as it cools off in the wind. Wind's going to die down after about the first hour of this supposed start time. And so that's going to, again, not help the bats. Last night in this game, both teams, but the Cubs really did hit a ton of warning track fly balls. It went by off the wall, and and you're seeing that just that subtle difference of just a little bit of extra weather can make a huge difference. And so if we're you know seven degrees cooler because of a later start time, and again no wind, that could be the difference in that warning track fly ball and the home run. So I like the over nine, but. If we start on time and it's warmer when blowing out, I think we have more runs early, and that goes to an A-grade pick for me. The other reason why these pitchers, Keegan Thompson, I think Keegan Thompson's solid, no disrespect. He has a low three ERA. Advanced metrics, though, are a full run higher than that. So I think that is a little bit of smoke and mirrors. I think he's more of a four ERA pitcher than a low three. His projection is right around league average. Just a a run-of-the-mill pitcher, nothing special. Uh, Jared Eckhoff, I have no faith in whatsoever. He's a pitcher who's bounced around in and out of AAA in the majors. I don't think he's very good at all. I have no idea how long he's going to go. He'll turn it over to weaker relievers for the Pirates. If the Cubs are ever going to win a game, this is going to be it, right? They have an edge in the starting pitcher because they at least have an average pitcher versus uh, a pitcher who's not very good. Again, I don't think either one of these offenses is much to write home about. And the Cubs relievers, while up and down, um, I think are still better than the Pirates relievers. So I'll take the Cubs. Models is minus 108. I'll take the Cubs at minus 109. I think they are more likely to win than not. But only a C pick. The, the value's not there with regards to this number. Um, if I could get, you know, even money on the Cubs, maybe even in the minus, maybe, maybe minus 105. You get that minus 105 to even money, that's a B pick. If you're talking about plus odds, it's an A pick. But at this point, um, it's only a C pick, all based off the price here. And like I said, I think that both pitchers are going to give up some runs. That's why I like that overnight. I just like it even more if there's no delay. So keep an eye on the weather on that one. 705 Eastern First Pitch Nationals at the Orioles will be in the mid-70s to start, low-70s to close, but a pretty good chance of rain, a game that might not happen. This is your one chance for just a complete rain out. Um Again, looking at what we're projecting, one we may not know until the very end. Um, We may know a little bit earlier, depending on exactly how it plays out, but this game could be a complete wash. It may play. 
Um, it may play through some rain. It may have some delays. Anything's on the table with this one with regards to the rain. It's very scattered. Um, if it happens, Patrick Corbin versus Tyler Wells. I say, I say it every time he pitches. Patrick Corbin is not as bad as that 660 ERA. But every time I say that, his ERA doesn't get any better. Um, advanced metrics say it should be two runs better than that, which is still bad. Make sure y'all hear that, right? I'm, st I'm still saying he's not good. It's just the model thinks based off of the advanced metrics and based off what we've seen previously from Corbin that he's more of a bad pitcher than a truly terrible one, even though his results this year have been truly terrible. Um, he'll go against Tyler Wells, kind of the opposite story, a 360 ERA, but that's a lot of smoke and mirrors there. It probably should be more in the mid-fours. I think Wells is more of a league average pitcher at this point. I don't see him maintaining that ERA going forward. Now, the catch, of course, are the Nationals, the offense, to do some damage and bring him back to reality. I'll let you answer that, but my hunch is probably not. I don't think this Nats offense is very good. I've said that all season. Um, I'll take the Nationals at plus 130. The model says this number should be minus 124 in favor of the Orioles. So I'll take a flyer on the dog, but I can't be that invested here. As much as I say that Corbin isn't as bad as this number as his ERA and Wells is worse than his ERA, there still is a starting pitcher mismatch. So again, don't miss here that I'm not saying that Corbin is as good as Wells. He's not. Wells is a better pitcher. I think that the discrepancy is closer than your eyes would suggest and closer than the results to suggest. Remember that previous results are good at telling us what happened. They are not necessarily the best at telling us what will happen. There you have to figure out what is good at telling us what will happen. And let me tell you about any ERA. Okay, so I think it's the discrepancy is there. It's just maybe not as big as, as you want to think it is. So I'll take a flyer on the Nationals, but like I said, I don't trust either bullpen. I don't trust either offense. I don't trust either starter. I don't trust anything. This is going to be some bad baseball if it happens. Unless you're a fan of one of these teams, not a game you want to watch. I'll take a flyer on the under at nine and a half. I just I think it should be nine. I, I default to there's nothing special about this game. The pitchers are bad, but the offenses are bad. The weather's not like if it happens, the temperature's not going to be like hot or cold. So I just feel like you should just default to nine. So I'll, I'll take under nine and a half because I think nine's the, the right number here. But I don't think this one's got a lot of value or a lot of entertainment for that matter. 17 Easter first pitch Tigers at the Red Sox. It, it, this is the game that's one of the ones I'm talking about with the run line just killing us. You know, Red Sox are up two, go into the ninth, and then that solo home run by the Tigers. You know what I debated yesterday? I debated money line, run line. I don't know. I haven't played a ton of money run lines this year, so it could just be some bad variants. It could just be run lines are, you know, pure evil. I don't know. It's one of the two. Um, hopefully, uh, we don't have that same fate today with some bad luck in the last inning. It'll be a chilly night in Boston. It'll be in the low 60s. The winds will be blowing in or across, uh, depending on exactly the time of night. Uh, so definitely pitcher-friendly weather in a hitter-friendly ballpark. Tariq Scooball is fantastic. Y'all know that. Low three ERA, but the advanced metrics actually say it should be lower. Um, I really like this kid a lot. Michael Waka having a fantastic season, but the underlying metrics say his ERA should be about two runs higher. So kind of just waiting for the other shoe to drop. But as mentioned, you know, with Tyler Wells, I don't think the Tigers' offense is the team to uh, bring him back to what we're expecting. I still think Waka is a 
mediocre pitcher. And a mediocre pitcher against this Tigers offense means the Tigers probably don't score more than a couple runs. So I'm going to go first five under four and a half with an A-grade pick. I think Scooball can hold this Red Sox offense down, especially in the colder weather. And the Tigers scoring in cold weather, unless it's against a really bad pitcher, I don't see that happening. They got a couple off of Rich Hill, but I think Waka Waka is somewhere between a small to moderate upgrade over Rich Hill, depending on kind of like which eye you close as you're, when you're looking at the data. Um, but Waka's a better pitcher. Um, it's a cold night. Again, wind potentially blowing in, depending on the time of night. Two pitchers that, again, Scooball can match the Red Sox above average offense, and Waka can still be superior to the awful Tigers offense. So first five under four and a half. I'll take the first five rather than the full game. Um, I think I've been subpar on making these decisions on shifting the first five. So take that for what it's worth. I don't think that's a trend that'll continue. I think that's just random variability. Um, I like the first five under more than the full game, just because if I was going full game, I'd want under nine, knowing that the bullpens are way worse, of course, in the case of Detroit and just really sporadic for the Red Sox. Obviously, I don't think Waka will go deep, but I'm hoping that he can at least get five. We can get our money and be done with it. And then whatever happens with the Red Sox bullpen, sometimes they look great, sometimes they don't. We don't have to care at that point. So I've shifted the first five, mainly because I'm not able to get under nine. Nine's the number that I want for the full game under eight and a half. I still like under eight and a half. I just don't like it as much. So I'll go first five under four and a half, a grade pick. And with regards to the side, model says Red Sox minus 153. I'll take the Red Sox minus 151. Just a C pick. It's hard to be too invested in a game where you have a pitcher you think is overvalued versus Scooball, who is fantastic. So... I just I need more value before I jump this to a B pick. Model says a tiny bit of value. I need more. My buy point to get this to a B grade for the Red Sox, probably something better than 150. So if you're in the mid-upper 140s, that jumps to a B pick. But once you're into the 150s, I'll still play the Red Sox, but it's one I don't want to be too invested in, given that the fact that the Tigers do have a better starting pitcher um, for sure in this game. 17 Easter first pitch Yankees at the Rays. Got the big plus odds winner with the Rays yesterday. Um, under was uh, went from a push to a loss because of a fairly meaningless, uh, I guess it did bring the target up to the plate, but meaningless in the, the next guy ended the game. Um, home run with two outs in the ninth. Of course, the next guy did a winning check fly ball, so it did get a little bit scary there um, in Tampa if you had the Rays like I did at those plus odds. So that'll be Jordan Montgomery versus Shane Bass. Montgomery's fantastic. Upper two ERA, advanced metrics say mid threes. Uh, so maybe not quite that good, but still very good. Uh, Shane Baz for the Rays now has pitched twice. Getting a little bit of a ding because of the length uh, that he's gone so far. And again, I don't project him to go seven by any stretch of the imagination. But his advanced metrics are upper threes, and that's where he projects to. So still a good pitcher for the Rays. The model says the Yankees should be a minus 129 favorite. I'll take the Rays. At plus 127 with the secret, but, it, but it's not what I would actually play right now. My recommendation on this game, this is my perception. My perception is the Yankees are going to get more money as the, as the day moves along. They're going to get better odds in this, and that's when I would enter the market on the race. I'd really be waiting until you get to plus 130, and it's still a C grade at plus 130. I don't want to be overly invested in going against a guy as good as Montgomery and as, uh, an offense as good as the Yankees. 
But at plus 130, that's when I think it's actually worth the investment for that for that one unit play on the Rays. And if there's a ton of money on the on the Yankees and it gets up into the plus 135s, that's when it becomes a B-grade pick. So I'll take the Rays at plus 127 because I'm making a pick on every game at one time if I can. Again, to handicap myself because waiting around, shopping, waiting for better numbers, all those other things are things that I want. I want y'all to do to do better. I don't. I don't want to do that. And then I have a, a fantastic looking record, um, and, and it's because of all the work I'm doing there that, that y'all maybe don't have the time to do. And so um, I, I, I'm, I'm a believer in. I get. I want to handicap myself in all those ways so that y'all can always do better than I am. Because if I show profits, but y'all don't, that's not good. I want y'all have more profits than I do. So my personal recommendation on this one is if the raise number gets up into the plus 130s, the upper plus 130s becomes a B pick. Wait for it there. I don't really like it until it gets to 130. I think the Yankees win this game, but I think there's value on the raise. If for some reason it goes the other direction, then, hey, we can enter the market on, on the Yankees. I don't see that happening. In general, we don't see people fading the Yankees as the day goes on, but you never know. Right, right now the price in the Yankees is minus one thirty-seven. If I could get the Yankees at minus one thirty, I would take it. So really, it's kind of one thirty is the buy point on either side, in my opinion. So I just want to track the line movement as the day goes on. There, total seven, even money on the under. I'll take that with a B pick. I almost got this to an A grade pick, but couldn't quite get it to an A grade pick for two reasons. Number one, Rays offense still grades out of the above average. Yankees offense obviously is fantastic. Number two. We saw the game get over in the ninth the last night. The Rays went with that bullpen game yesterday. I don't know how deep Baz is going to go, and I just don't know how much the Rays' arms are going to be affected by all these innings here against an offense like the Yankees. So uh, that's part of the handicap. That's part of the number. That's part of what I'm saying. I want a little bit better of a price than we've got on the Rays right now because I know that. But it's just – I still think they can hold the Yankees down, but it's just one of those – that could cause an extra run to happen. So I just don't love the under seven just with that uncertainty of the uh, raised pitching staff, given how much they threw yesterday. So just a little bit of extra uncertainty. I still like the under. I still think this is a total that maybe should be six and a half. And so I'll take that with the B pick. Even money's fantastic. Just not quite confident enough to get to an A grade play on that under. 720 Easter first pitch, Giants at the Braves, a wild one last night, hot and the ball flying out. And y'all, it's the same weather tonight, 95 degrees to start, upper 80s to close. Winds will be blowing out 5 to 10 miles an hour to left center, uh, gust up towards 15 miles an hour. Same, I mean, that ball is going to fly just like it did last night. Two pitchers are kind of light, though, Carlos Rodon and Charlie Morton. Rodon has a 284 ERA. Advanced metrics line up perfectly with that. Rodon is a fantastic pitcher. Probably the best lefty in the game at this point behind McClanahan. Just a really fantastic pitcher. Uh, Charlie Morton, a low five ERA, but the advanced metrics say it should be a full run better than that. Still projects to be an above average pitcher. I backed Morton last time. A couple hours surprise it worked out well. I think he's still pitching okay. Not as good as he has been in the past, but I still think he's a solid pitcher. Model says Braves minus 108. I'll take the Giants at plus 117 with a B pick. I can't get to an A pick on this one for two reasons. Number one, the Braves have an edge in the bullpen, whatever the starters are done. Might not matter. Radon's a guy who could definitely go eight innings and kind of make that, uh, you know, a non issue. But ball flying, 
Radon's flyball rate is about 10 percentage points higher than Morton's. So I'm just a little bit concerned there that with the ball flying out, that could just be an extra home run or two for the Braves. It doesn't happen for the Giants. Morton can keep the ball on the ground. So I like the Giants. I think plus 117 offers great value. It's a B pick for me. I just can't get to an A play knowing that Radon has a little bit more of a tendency to get the ball in the air. The key for both these guys seem to keep the ball on the ground today. Routine fly balls are going to be doubles or home runs, depending on exactly where you hit them. Total is nine. I'll take a flyer on the over at nine at minus 105. Just a C-grade pick. I, I, the ball's going to fly, but I, I like both these pitchers. Uh, if either one of them keep it on the ground, nine's going to be a tough ask because these guys are very good. They know how to pitch in hot weather. So it's not that the ball is just going to fly no matter who it is is going to give up home runs. It's just saying that, like, what you're used to a routine fly ball might not be so routine tonight. So I think over nine still to play based off the weather, based off this newer ball tends to react a little bit more to the weather than in years past. But these two pitchers are so good. Uh, Radon, fantastic. Morton, at least get above average that I just can't be that confident in going over nine. And as much as the Giants bullpen has been up and down, I still project them better than league average. And I love the Braves bullpen. So, um, uh, not a play I love going over this nine, but when I'll take over nine just because the weather is going to be fantastic for the headers. 740 Eastern first pitch, Guardians hit the Twins. A warm night in Minnesota, not quite like last night, but we'll start off in the mid-80s, close around 80 degrees. A slight breeze blowing out, but it should be only around five miles an hour. Tristan McKenzie versus Sonny Gray. McKenzie... Probably not as good as that three ERA. Advanced metrics say it should be in the mid to low four. So expect some regression from him as the season goes on. But I like McKenzie. I think he's, I think the truth's probably somewhere in between that. I don't think he's as good as that 296 ERA. But I don't think he's as bad as this mid four ERA that he's projected at going forward. I think he's probably somewhere in between that. Maybe more of a mid three, upper three guy. Maybe a, a, a good, not great uh, pitcher. His results so far this year have been great, though. Sonny Gray. Not as good as that 209 ERA, but advanced metrics say his ERA should still be below three. So a very good pitcher here for the Twins and Sonny Gray. Having him back from um, injury has, you know, means only good things for the Twins. Uh, a very good pitcher. Not much else to say there about Gray. I think we all know he's good. Model says Twins minus 135. Just like yesterday, I'll take a flyer on the dog here on the Guardians. Only a C pick at plus 134, just like last night. I think the Guardians number almost offers value, but not quite. So I tweeted about the pick yesterday with the Guardians and that one in extra innings. I think it's the same sort of story. Twins are probably more likely to, to win, but at this number, it's like the Guardians number is almost to some good value, just not quite there. So only a C pick for me there. If you can get up towards plus, you know, in the upper plus 130s, for sure, once you get to plus 140, uh, that becomes a B grade pick. Uh, just not quite enough value right now at plus 134. I went a little bit better odds before investing more in that one. Total's eight and a half. I'll go under eight and a half with the B grade pick. I just can't shake that this total should be eight. So I'll go under. I like the minus 105. B grade pick. I just can't get to an A pick knowing that McKinsey's underlying metrics are so shaky, warmer, especially to start. I just can't go with an A grade pick, but I think under is the right side here. Um, especially at minus 105 is a fantastic number. Under 8.5 is a B-grade pick. I think that's the right way to go, just not quite confident enough for an A. 18 Eastern first pitch, Cardinals at the Brewers. It should be a more regular temperature night there in Milwaukee as opposed to the hot night we had last night. 
Last night, only eight runs in a game with a hot environment. And if that game couldn't get over the total, I don't see how this one does. It'll be a, it'll be a, again, temperature in the you know mid low seventies. Two pitchers that are much better than what happened last night. Again, nothing against Flaherty and his long term outlook, but didn't look good last night. Only made it three innings. Wainwright is somewhere between good and great, depending on how you want to look at it. Lauer. Having a great season, somewhere between good and average, much better than Chichi Gonzalez. So two much better pitchers. Weather's better. I mean, if that one didn't get to nine, I don't know how this one does. The bullpens are pretty solid. You know, very good for the Brewers, solid for the Cardinals. Under eight and a half at even money is an A grade pick for me. This total should be, I don't even think it should be eight. I think this total should be seven and a half. Seven and a half, I look at it and I say, I really don't know which way to go on this one, but for sure eight, or maybe, maybe the total should be eight, but juiced, you know, Minus 120, minus 125 to the under. Um, this total is way too high. Uh, under eight and a half at even money is an A grade pick. Way too much value. I see it being a low scoring game. So, guys, decide. Model says Brewers minus 116. I'll take the Brewers at minus 116 with a lean. Right before I locked in, the Brewers were better odds than this. So, if you can get better odds than this, it jumps to a B grade play. I don't want to go A grade play against Wainwright. The model's just always skeptical of Wainwright. His ERA is 306. Advanced metrics say it should be closer to the upper threes and his projections actually low four so model just doesn't love Wainwright and so I don't ever want to go a grade against him because I just don't know exactly how the model's reading him but with that said I still think there's value in the Brewers here the edge that the Cardinals have with the starting pitcher is not large I think Lauer's pretty solid and I think the Brewers bats only trail behind the Cardinals bats a small amount and of course, the Brewers have an edge when we get to the bullpen and at home. So I think uh, Brewers minus 116 makes a lot of sense um, as the actual number. Um, and so that's the pick that I will make here with the C grade. If you can get into low minus one teens or especially minus 110, it, it becomes a B grade pick for me. Only C grade at minus 116 as we're having to invest a little bit more anyway. 940 Eastern first pitch Mariners at the A's. Boy, do I have thoughts on this one. Um, last night, you had a hot night in Oakland. A really hot night to start. It was upper 80s, I believe, when blowing out. And I took the first five over. There was one run, and then all of a sudden the floodgates opened, and there were 10 runs in the game. Both of those pitchers I did not trust at all. Both of these pitchers I really do trust. It's a colder night tonight in Oakland. It'll be mid-70s to start, mid-60s to close. Um, winds will stay about five miles an hour or less, so no real wind effect. If you couldn't get runs early on last night against those two pitchers, I have zero idea how either team is going to score off of these two pitchers. Kirby is obviously very good. Blackburn is fantastic. Blackburn, not as good as that 226 CRA. Advanced metrics say it should be a full run higher, but even if he lands in that 338 area, that's still very good. Um, I really like both these pitchers. I really don't trust either one of these offenses. I'll go first five under three and a half at an acre pick. I think this number should be three in that park. That park, not hot like last night. These two starting pitchers, I think the number should be three. And I think they should make us choose. And at that point at three, you're just, what, you know? But three and a half is a gift. Getting the win at three is fantastic. 
I feel like I've made the wrong call on first five versus full game on unders in both of these teams so many times this year. So I really debated between full game and first five. I think full game is also solid. I just can't shake how bad that ace bullpen is and how the Mariners offense, again, while I don't trust them, they are able to hit bad pitching. They didn't hit the bad starter for the ace, but they hit their bad reliever. So I just think first five is the way to go because I don't trust that ace bullpen. And I really do trust Blackburn. I want you to hold that thought in your mind because with regards to the side, I'm going to take the A's in the first five. Model says that Mariners should be a slight favorite. The model basically says if you start the Mariners off 47%, that they've got to get an extra 5%. And that comes solely in the fact that their offense is better and the relievers are better and nothing to do with the starting pitcher. That makes sense to me. And so the A's at plus 122 for the full game offers a tremendous amount of value. So I think the A's are the way to go here. The price is not right for the Mariners. You're having to lay too big of a price in a situation where you're going up against a very good pitcher in Blackbird, one that the models finally come around to a little bit. The model's still slow, still doesn't think he's as good as I think he is. Um, so it's just taken a while, but the models finally start to like Blackburn. I think that um, I think that the A's are the right side based off of the price. But again, I can't shake the feeling <laughs> that this A's bullpen is really bad. And given how bad this A's bullpen is, I'm going first five. I'm not getting as good of odds. I'm getting plus 112 rather than plus 122. But I think it's worth it because the drop-off from Blackburn to the A's bullpen is large. And so with that said, I'm going to go first five with the A's, first five with the under, both A-grade picks. I'm going kind of all in. I'm going all in on two thoughts. The fact that I think Blackburn is really good. You can hold this Mariners offense down. I'm going all in on the fact that I don't trust the A's bullpen. So that's something for you to think about as you're handicapping this game, how you feel about those statements. If, if you are less sold on Blackburn, less down on the A's bullpen, that might affect how you're playing. But no, both these picks are correlated. My reasoning is correlated. So that's something just to keep in mind. It's all about I really like Blackburn, and I really don't like this ace bullpen. Last game of the night, Royals at the Angels. I feel like we need to have a discussion here about momentum. Because the Angels lost like a 1,000 games in a row. And they won a few games, and I've lost a couple games. Lost a couple games to the Royals. Look, that, that's bad. Look, that, that's bad. Don't get me wrong. Um You shouldn't lose to the Royals at home. <laughs> it's that it's that straightforward. But the fact that the Angels lost those two games at home to the Royals has very little, if any, impact on this game. No matter what sport you look at with regards to momentum, it, it doesn't exist. And I know I know some of you are like throwing something at the screen right now. But hear me out. If you take the end of a game, whether it's baseball, whether it's football, whether it's basketball, and you and you classify momentum as playing well at the end of the game in order to get it to extra innings or overtime, the probability that that team wins in overtime does not increase based off the fact they have the momentum. It's not there. And so you say, oh, well, it exists in some games. Okay, fine. If it exists in some games or some situations, game to game, right? Same idea. Now, A, momentum does exist in like Little League because like Little Johnny's over there crying and he's done, right? Sorry, Little Johnny. But that's just the way it goes, right? But adults, that doesn't happen. 
And if you say momentum exists in some games, then the fact that on the totality of evidence that the momentum doesn't show an overall effect, and that means negative momentum exists in other games, which means from the outside looking in, you can't identify it. Because if momentum does exist in some games, then that means that there is negative momentum such that teams are like, oh, we've got this no big deal. And then it goes the other direction. Maybe that happens. I have no idea. I'm just saying on the totality of it, you can't figure it out. And that happens in individual games and it happens in winning streaks. There's a reason they say momentum is only as good as the next day starting pitcher. And let me tell you, Shohei Otani, he's a pretty good pitcher. I don't know if you heard. So the fact that the Angels lost these two to the Royals does not mean the Angels are going to lose tonight. It does not mean you should back the Royals. Shohei Otani is very good. These are professional athletes. And the fact that whatever happened in these last two games has very, very little bearing on what happened today. Okay, just to make sure we're all on the same page with that. Now, with that said, this game is priced pretty rough. I mean, the Angels at minus 213 is a very steep price. The model says 203. I think that seems pretty right. I was very prepared to back the Angels if the price started with a one. If you can get a price with the Angels starting with a one, I think it's a good investment. At 213, it's too high. So I'm not taking the – I don't really love the Angels here because of the price. Again, that's what we're all about here, about finding – where good value is, and laying off situations where there's just not good long-term value. Okay, You don't have to bet every game. right? I'm making a pick on every game because I'm trying to give you all the information for every game, but you don't have to bet every game. And in this game, I don't think there's a lot of value on the Angels. Again, price starts with a one. I like it. Otherwise, it's a real tough ass. Model says 203. I think that makes a lot of sense. 213 is too steep, but plus 194 on the Royals is not high enough. I need 205, maybe 210 on the Royals. Now we're starting to say it's worth a flyer. That again, not that they can win because they've won the first two, but at some point, the number's too high and this Angels team isn't that good. That's the bottom line. This Angels team isn't that good. So getting a plus 200 price, even on a bad team, but against a team that's only so-so, makes a lot of sense. All about the number. I'll take the Angels on the run line. I think minus 115 is a little short. I think that that number should be higher based off the fact that you're at minus 213 for the game. I think that there could be some runs tonight. And so I think that this run line should be more like minus 125. So I think there's some value on the run line. It's only a lean. I don't really love it. I just think there's more chances that Otani goes out there and pitches pretty well um, than not. But it's not one I like. Again, I think this game is priced very accurately. So the rest of the total, I think the total is pretty accurate, two at eight and a half. I don't see the Royals scoring a lot of runs. I know they had the last two nights, but again, Otani's a different animal. Of course, the Angels' bullpen, I've talked about it all season, is very mediocre at best, up and down. They can give up some runs. I'll go over eight and a half because it's even money. But I think this total is priced pretty well, too. Um, we won't have anything magic with the weather. It'll be in the mid-70s. little upper 70s to start, low 70s to close. Lynch isn't a good pitcher. Otani is. I don't, I don't think I have to go into any further depth than that but it's all about the price angels probably win this game but it's just too steep of a price minus 213 so like i said double leans on this one but not one that i i think is just very accurately priced i think it's one probably unless the number moves a lot in my opinion is a stay away all right a recap of the apex for me today i got a couple of day action A picks. White Sox plus 104 at home against the Blue Jays. I've got Phillies and Rangers under 7.5 at minus 107. Got the Padres at minus 161 at home against the Diamondbacks. And then to the night games, I've got the Dodgers on the run line at plus 107. Tigers and the Red Sox first five under 4.5 at minus 105. Curdles and Brewers under 8.5 at even money. And then I've got double A plays on the first five in the Mariners A's athletics at plus 112 and the under three and a half at minus 105. And that 
is all I have for you today. Thanks for tuning into another episode of Picks with the Professor. A reminder, check out the Google Sheet for model picks, projections, and results. You can find that link and more at the website, www.pickswiththeprofessor.com. If you haven't done so yet, please click that subscribe button to ensure all the sports betting content we provide on this channel is dropped right into your feed. I will probably see you tomorrow. If not, I'll tweet out that, you know, Mrs. Professor's in labor. But either way, whenever I see you again, best of luck until then. And remember, you can eat your betting money, but please don't bet your eating money.